Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Evidence or Hype, and Ask Me Questions If I Was Confusing. Once the Cubs off-season arrives, there aren't really games to talk about. There really aren't games to talk about. I'm not even going to pretend that there are. What I'm going to do is meander along, saunter along, and as ideas come to me that I think make sense to people who are into the deep dive aspect of the Cubs organization, the Cubs pipeline, I'm going to have a podcast. And... Honestly, I've been having a little bit of trouble with Twitter on my phone. Um, It used to be quite easy for me to link my podcasts to Twitter. As of now, for the last eh, two weeks or so, two, three weeks, that's been a whole lot harder than than it used to be. So I'm not popping my podcasts as often or as easily to Twitter it used to be I would have four or five podcasts in a day. They it would take two strokes of a key of the um, on the computer, and I'd have it linked to Twitter, and it was all fine. It's harder now. Um, maybe it'll be easier. Maybe they will make an improvement, or maybe I will do something. I don't know, whatever. But it's been harder. It's been harder recently, and I think that's probably negatively uh, adjusted the numbers. But um, I am still doing podcasts. I will still do podcasts. And they will continue to be, hmm, I hadn't really thought of it that way before. Because those are the only podcasts that I think are really worth doing. The things that everyone else is already talking to death about. Oh, David Ross, I to get fighting. No, 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 no. That's not even a podcast episode. I want things that are going to make you think, make you contemplate. And hopefully, maybe, maybe even... You know, I got that one friend who he might be interested in listening to this podcast, because if you hear a podcast that you enjoy and you think of a friend and you think, you know, Joe over there might be interested in this or Christina or Mark or who, they might be interested in this podcast. I think this is right up their alley. I'd probably better shoot them this. Then who knows? Maybe they'll enjoy it or maybe they'll hate me for it and they'll never invite me over to a stupid party again that I don't want to attend anyway. Either way, whichever. Evidence or hype. Evidence or hype. This January, the Cubs are going to sign, was that Alexis? Alexis Hernandez? Christian Hernandez's brother. I think it's Alexis. I'm not going to look it up. Half of you guys are yelling at your phone. You dummy, you do a podcast and you don't even know what Christian Hernandez's brother's name is. I'm not going to look it up. That that wasn't where I was planning to go. But uh, a player gets announced as the Cubs have signed this player internationally. The players have the Cubs have signed this player to a minor league deal. The Cubs have signed this guy to a major league deal. One year, year plus an a dual option or three year deal, seven year, whatever it is. 
Cubs sign a player. Some people are prone to, hey, the Cubs signed him. This is going to be it. This is going to swing everything. Everything is going to start hinging properly because this is the right signing. This is going to be brilliant. This is going to make everything better. Some people are Jed Hoyer's incompetent. Why would I trust him to do anything? He can't even get a Jed. Uh, he can't even get a U Darvish trade right. So you're, you're going to get what? Forty percent of the people way off on one edge. Forty percent way off on the other edge. Then you got the people in the middle who, hmm, well, I'm not really entirely sure. And if they're willing to say I'm not entirely sure, I really actually rather assess based on reality, assess based on evidence. Those are generally my kind of people. Generally, not necessarily all the time. But evidence versus hype. Evidence versus hype. Cristian Hernandez, when he started playing for the DSL Cubs, he really wasn't doing all that well. And I was willing to admit it. Cristian Hernandez... As honestly expecting more. He hasn't done a whole lot. He's kind of lagged a little bit. I was perfectly willing to say, really, I'd expected more. And when Pedro Ramirez was beating the heck out of the ball as he did the entire season, I kept saying, to me, right now, Pedro Ramirez looks like he's a better player. Now, will he be in three or four years? I don't know. Cristiano Hernandez has all the hype. Pedro Ramirez has all the evidence. See how that goes? You can either buy into one or you can buy into the other. You can buy into both of them, actually. but uh, And you can sway either one. Heck, I'm getting into the discussion with well, where, where are the Cubs ranked as far as their pipeline? Where are the Cubs ranked as far as their pipeline? Baseball America. I don't know. What do they say? 17, 18, 19? I don't know. I, I, I don't even acknowledge that they exist when it comes to prospect rankings and baseball prospectus. I follow fan graphs. Fan graphs gives you, here's our homework. Here's what all the teams are valued at. Here's how we came to those values. Here is the tab for each team. You can see who we ranked as a 40 plus, who we ranked as a 45, who we ranked as a 50. You can look it all up. It's all there. You can figure it out yourself. You can, you can double-check our math if you want. I kind of like the way Fangraphs does it. So, you know, you, you get to the point where, hey, this dude over here, he's about to graduate. He's about to graduate. That means he's going to come off the list. That means his team that's at four, they're going to drop to 14th. And then all the teams that are between four, uh, well, five and 13, they're, they're all going to climb. They're all three and four, They're all going to climb because the one team's going to fall beneath them. You can do the homework. You can tell. You can calendarize stuff. Heck, I did that with one of the um, Royals pitcher, I think. Uh, this Royals pitcher pitches an inning and a third tomorrow. He's going to graduate. He's not going to be on the list tomorrow. So that means his value is going to be gone, which means he's not going to count anymore, which means he's going to be off the list, which means, ta-da, the Cubs are going to be seventh place. And guess what? I was right. I was right once they... Cycled through the numbers. Yeah, the Cubs increased to seven from eight because a certain player graduated. You can figure it out. I like the way Fangraphs does it. Does that mean they're perfect? Does that mean they're without flaw? No, not even close. But at least they show their homework. And I'm, I'd much rather 
have some, because if I decided I wanted to become a complete expert on the entire field over six hours, hey, I'm autistic. I might be able to do it. You never know. Probably not, but hey. Um, I wanted to do all the reading on all the topic and just master everything and commit everything to memory. And it was that important. And I purged a whole bunch of unimportant stuff like what town I grew up in when I was, you know, when I was a child, what my brother's names are, you know, eliminate things that actually matter to create room for stuff that's completely unimportant. You know how that works. Can't remember the the important stuff, but you can remember the person who was the co-star in a bad 70s sitcom. And don't tell me you don't know what I mean. Might not be the 70s for you. It might be 19, uh, might be uh, 2004, but hey, you know what I mean. You remember the stuff that doesn't matter and you don't remember the stuff that does matter. At least that's how it works with me. Okay, if I decided I wanted to commit to memory all the things that Baseball America has on file, there'd still be a whole lot of stuff I don't know because a lot of their stuff is kind of like what the, uh, you know, secret sauce at McDonald's. Well, there's a, there's a recipe, but we can't tell you what it is. Well, how about if I ask someone at the, at the local McDonald's? No, they don't know what it is either. It's just there. We have it. We, we put it on. Well, what happens when it has to get made? Well, we, it gets made and then it gets delivered. So nobody actually knows what's in the secret sauce. That's crap. <laughs> That's absolute garbage. I want if I want to find out what's going on, I'd much prefer somebody like Fangraph so I can, you know, get my big stein of whatever beverage I want, kick back, start to read, start to commit tongue quits working, start committing stuff to memory and know stuff. Then I have the list there and I can say, well, this guy's a 40 and he's a hitter, so that means he's worth so whatever. Evidence versus hype in my other rabbit hole, which I do a lot more during the off-season. I've been doing it a lot more last three or four days, even though the off-season hadn't even kicked in officially. There's evidence and there's hype. There's evidence and there's hype. There's evidence and there's hype. And, there, and there's evidence and hype in pretty much everything. Well... Oh, what what can we use as something that's totally neutral? Um, best band of the 1970s. Best rock band of the 1970s. Now, you can go by hype. Hey, th this group, they, they sold this many records. They sold, th they sold this. They sold... It, it, you can go with that. Or you can go with um, who had more mentions, who had more... Um, however you want to do it, it's fine. And you can skew it whichever way you want. In fact, sometimes I like to, when when I'm talking about skewing something, sometimes I like to say skewer because a skewer actually hurts more than a skew. But, uh, like, for instance, in the 1960s, in one of the years, oh, what was it? Um, Herb Alpert. I think it was 1966. Herb Alpert outsold the Beatles. Honestly, I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard it enough times to think that if I'm saying an untruth, I'm not the only person saying the untruth. 
1966, Herb Alpert outsold the Beatles. Now, does that mean Herb, Herb Alpert was better than the Beatles? No, it doesn't. Does it mean he was worse than the Beatles? No, it doesn't. It's just a factoid to throw in there. Evidence versus hype. The way you fall on evidence versus hype is actually kind of a little bit important. We're all going to be suckers. We're all going to be suckers for this, that, or the other thing. But evidence versus hype is really kind of important. Uh, I'm actually going to do a bridge today. Um, I'm trying to provide value, trying to provide value both on my Twitter feed, <laughs> Facebook feed, which today isn't doing any good because there is no Facebook today, uh, my Patreon account where I do a lot of writing, my podcasts. I try to educate people on stuff about baseball, specifically Cubs baseball, specifically Cubs pipeline baseball. I try to do well. If you think I do, find a way, find a way. Um, contribute. I'm trying to do my best. And if my best is worth anything financially to you, keep that in mind. It's rather easy to contribute in Patreon. Someone contributed in Patreon and a monthly subscription which incidentally can be canceled at any time. I learned that somewhat recently as well. But no, you can, as long as you think I'm doing my job and contributing and educating you, you're welcome to contribute to my Patreon. You can also do it through Anchor, I think, but it's easier with Patreon. And, um, yeah, I, I, I try to educate if I'm doing a good job. That's one way to let me know. Evidence versus hype. A couple years back, I don't even remember which year it is right now, because with 2020 being completely removed, my entire international clock is gone. My entire international clock is gone because let's say the Cubs signed someone on July 3rd, 2019. July 3rd, 2019. I think that was uh, Quintero's year. I think it was. I could be off. Somebody's yelling at my, their phone again. Um, so whoever gets signed on July 2nd, July 3rd, 2019, with the expectation that he would start playing in the Dominican Summer League the next summer. Whenever that would be, May, June, whenever. 2020 rolls around, there's no Dominican Summer League, so they don't play. Now, 2021 comes along, and, well, they didn't get to play in the Dominican Summer League. They haven't gotten any better. They didn't get in those 40, 50 games playing against players who, well, frankly, he's probably better than those guys, but he hasn't played a pro game in his life, so how would he know? Yeah, 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 you get the work in at the, at the uh, Dominican site. But without games, really, you're just playing against the same guys all the time. How do you know? You don't have a situation where uh, we have to spike a curveball to try to get this guy out. I want to see if you can catch a spiked curveball. That's actually kind of important for catchers. Maybe they can do it. Maybe they can't. And you find out if they do it in games. And that's where the 
evidence versus hype comes in. Ronnie R. Quintero was a highly respected international draft signing. He made perfect sense. And he should have played in the Dominican Summer League in 2020. If he would have played in the Dominican Summer League 2020, he probably would have gotten in 40, 50 games. Something like that. You know, some as a catcher, some as a first baseman, some as a DH, some as a whatever. But yeah, he probably would have played a whole bunch of games, gotten in a whole bunch of swings, gotten in a whole bunch of practice, gotten quite a bit better. But there's no 2020 season. I don't even know if they had kids over there. I, I don't even know how it worked. Might have been, hey, you got to go home. You know, what, f depending upon the player, depending upon who it is, you know, maybe you're going back to Panama, maybe you're going back to Colombia, maybe you're going back to Venezuela, wherever it is you're going. Well, okay, get better. Well, how am I going to get better? I don't have a coach. So, the question is, Ronier Quintero was drafted as a catcher that was supposed to be a relatively good get by the Cubs. And he was supposed to play in 2020 in the DSL. He did not. Full stop. In 2021, Ronnie Quintero was assigned to the Mesa Cubs along with Malcolm Quintero, who's two years older. Ronnie Quintero is 18 years old. Malcolm Quintero is 20. Ronnie turns 19 in November. So, that he has played in the Dominican Summer League and has not been fantastic doing so, that's not like career-ending or anything. You know, he's perfectly fine. Um, when you have... Um, You have Pablo Aliendo, who played two seasons in the Dominican Summer League and was completely background noise. Completely background noise. I was watching the games, well, at least the box scores, and he was doing nothing. He was doing absolutely nothing. And when he arrived stateside and he was on the Myrtle Beach Pelicans to start the season in 2021, I was like, where the heck did this come from? Yeah, yeah, I know that he played in 2018 and 2019, but he wasn't playing, playing. He was getting in a couple, you know, maybe start the first four innings, catch the last five innings, whatever. But he wasn't playing, playing. He wasn't, like, hitting seventh. He wasn't hitting, like, 290. He wasn't doing anything. Wasn't doing anything. But this year, 2021 comes along, Pablo Aliano, all of a sudden, bam! He's good. He's the best catcher in Myrtle Beach. End of the season, he gets called up to South Bend. Why? Because he earned it. So Ronnie Quintero being in Mesa as an 18-year-old and not being ready yet, it shouldn't come as a huge stunner. It shouldn't come as a huge shock. It shouldn't be, oh my goodness, I thought he was going to be a whole lot better than that. Well, why would that be? Why would you expect Ronnie Quintero would be better than the Arizona Compound League as an 18-year-old. Well, you know, they said, 
Well, that to me sounds like you're totally dependent on hype. If they say, then you're completely buying it. Well, I'm not saying, you know, it's not everybody. It's just certain people. Well, whichever ones it was, Ranier Quintero, he is on a development plan. When's he going to be good? Is he going to be good? I don't know. I'll tell you this thing, though. I'll tell you this about Ranier Quintero. He wasn't the best Quintero on the Mesa Cubs. Ranier Quintero was not the best Quintero catching on the Mesa Cubs. Malcolm Quintero, who had caught in 2018 and 2019, and honestly, in 2019, he'd done better than Pablo Aliendo did. A whole lot better than Pablo Aliendo did. 2018, he probably did better than Pablo Aliendo. Right now, 20-year-old Malcolm Quintero is better than Ranier Quintero. But how can you say that? The, 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 the people, the experts, the, no, 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 no. What I said is right now, Malcolm Quintero is a better player than Ranier Quintero. But you don't understand, there's two years of difference. And Stop. Right now, Malcolm Quintero is a better player than Ranier Quintero. I did not say anything about four years from now, I am projecting that. Not saying that. I'm saying the guy who had a 900 OPS in 123 plate appearances playing in 39 games is probably at least a little tiny bit better right stinking now than the guy who only got into 20 games, hit 182, and had a 615 OPS. That's what I'm saying. Why am I saying that? Because I'm seeing evidence. Evidence in box scores. Evidence in games. Ranier Quintero hit two home runs. Cool. Fantastic. 63 plate appearances, 55 at bats. Had a home run. Had a triple, which I don't know. That might have been scary to see. Seven walks, 18 strikeouts, etc., etc. But are you more about evidence or are you more about hype? The hype is what this person over here said, what that person over there said. This other person who runs a really cool blog. This one guy who does a whole bunch of videos. This one guy who... What is it that matters? What is it that matters as far as assessing the right now? Ranier Quintero, uh, he was 1.8 years younger than the players that he was facing in the Arizona League. It's very reasonable, very reasonable to expect, expect that Quintero will probably be a starting catcher next year for one of the Arizona Cub, Arizona Complex League teams. I don't think he's going to advance quickly enough to justify starting in Myrtle Beach. No way. I would give that role much more likely to Malcolm Quintero. Quintero did well in 2019 in the DSL. 
He did very well in 2021 in the Arizona Compound League. Send him to Arizona. Uh, send him to Myrtle Beach. Send him to Low A. Let Malcolm Quintero, along with whichever other Cubs catcher or catchers would most apply, let them be the principal starters for Myrtle Beach. Go for it. Let it happen. It's not important which guy is ranked 27th or which guy is ranked 43rd or which guy is ranked 59th or which guy is ranked 7th. It really doesn't matter. I, I used to be into that. I'm not now. I'll let Fangraphs sort that stuff out. When Fangraphs comes out with their new list, now they'll come out with their new list when they have a ranking for DJ Hers. As soon as they have a ranking for DJ Hers, then they've done their homework on that. But until then, I'm not really worried about it. I'm really not worried about it. Ronnie Quintero, he's fine. Malcolm Quintero, he's fine. Malcolm Quintero belongs in Myrtle Beach in the spring if he's good to go. And if Ranier Quintero is good to go, he should be a starter in Mesa. And one of the cool parts about Mesa, one of the cool parts about talking about catchers in Mesa, the two positions that are most difficult to justifiably fill at the Arizona Compound League. Oh, you, you if, if a team is in a situation where they have enough pitchers and enough catchers, but, oh my goodness, we, we don't have a right fielder. Take a third baseman, stick him out in right field. Go do it. You know, he, you ought to be able to move. If, if he can play third base, he ought to be able to move enough, throw hard, throw well enough, stick him out in right field. He might not be perfect. He might not be ideal, but he's not going to ruin the game because you have a bad right fielder. There are bad right fielders all over the place, and teams still finish the games. If the Cubs want to have two teams in Arizona, in the Arizona Compound League next season, and they really should, one of the key things ought to be having six or seven or eight catchers without doing anything stupid, without doing anything stupid. One or two of the Arizona League catchers in 2022 ought to come from the current crew from the Dominican Summer League. I haven't figured out which ones it ought to be. Back a couple weeks ago, I probably could have told you. But if you break it out, look at the box scores, the the um, seasonal statistics for Cubs Red and Cubs Blue in the Dominican Summer League, you can probably find a guy who, oh, that guy there, he's a catcher. He did okay. Let's call him up and let's call up this other guy. Okay, we got two guys. So then your, your goal for the Arizona Summer League is eight catchers. I don't think they'd need a whole lot more than eight catchers. I really don't. Perhaps, maybe they might. But if they get to a point where they might need more than eight catchers, that's kind of what the draft is for. You get that. You get a catcher in the 14th round or the 9th round or the 17th round. You just bring in a catcher. Hey, we, we want another catcher. You bring him in, he goes for it. You want to have seven or eight catchers. Because then, in case you have some minor injuries, you can at least fight through. And Ranier Quintero makes sense completely is one of them. I'm toggling back. I'm bouncing back to the Arizona League list. Let's see who else we have that looks um 
Let's see. Miguel Fabrizio ought to be a catcher somewhere. Um, I think he got bumped late in the season to Myrtle Beach as well. He probably belongs there. Uh, Edgar Gamargo is a first baseman catcher DH. He probably would make sense as a second or third catcher in the Arizona Leagues. Have make two. Who else we got? Uh, Casey Opitz moved up as he should. Malcolm Quintero. <sighs> they really don't have a whole lot of catchers. They really don't have a whole lot of low-end level catchers. So, perhaps maybe they will need some more of those. But, um, as far as who is better as of right now, Malcolm Quintero has outperformed Ronnie Eric Quintero. Do you believe in hype or do you believe in what you can actually see? If you actually look at the numbers, and I invite you to do that, look up the numbers of Malcolm Quintero. There's no L in correction. There's one L in Malcolm Quintero, M-A-L-C-O-M. The numbers. Malcolm Quintero looks like a better baseball player now than does Ronnie Quintero. And that the Cubs had so few catchers. They really didn't have enough catchers this cycle. They really didn't have enough catchers this cycle, or pitchers probably, <clears throat> excuse me, to field a second team. They really didn't. I might have to check on the Dominican squad because they're... There's a whole lot of outfielders. There's a whole lot of infielders. There's a whole lot of outfielders. A whole lot of infielders, but not really many catchers. And that's probably why they didn't have a second team. Um, team fielding, catching. How many catchers did they even have? Catchers, catchers, catchers. Malcolm Quintero caught in 39 games. Ronnie Yer, Quintero caught in 13 Miguel Fabrizio caught in 10. Other than that, it's Cam Balego, Bryce Windham, Austin Romine, Dean Navarez, and Casey Opitz, who were all heading elsewhere. That is why the Cubs didn't have a second Dominican summer, uh, Arizona Summer League team. They really need to do some developing regarding that. If you are basing everything on what that person over there says or that person over there says, you're relying on hype. Listen to what someone else says. Listen to their reasoning behind their argument, their contention, and then go look for yourself. Make up your own mind. Your own decision is yours. It's not someone else's. And it can be perfectly logical, it can be perfectly emotional, it can be perfectly whatever you want it to be, but it is yours. Your decision is your decision, and you get to decide whether it is evidence or hype. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs, go, and be nice to people.